We thank you that you leave the 99 to find the one. We thank you for not giving up on us. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you that you look at us through eyes of love. We thank you for giving us Jesus. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Wow, we thank God for this opportunity to continue our discussion. And tonight we are beginning a series that we will title, Get Up and Finish It. Get Up and Finish It. And we are believing God that Christ alone will be exalted in this series that we are starting. So this series was birthed from a thought or a reflection I had or I've been having for some time now. And it stems from when I was in the university. I remember so much. I remember this incident or this series of incidents so much. When we were in level 100, I remember when we got to campus, we were also eager to start lectures. I think our lectures delayed. Or when you go to school, you have like two days to do registration and all those things. And everybody is so eager to start lectures. Everybody is so eager to have an experience of lectures. And we came poised from our various secondary schools. And we are willing to show how intelligent we are. Because some of us felt like, oh, we are more intelligent than we felt. Because we're in a particular school and in a university, it's a collection of stars, a collection of intelligent people. And we are ready and poised to show how intelligent we are. I remember so well that when finally we were able to find our way around and we heard that, oh, we have our first lectures starting at 8 a.m., etc., etc. We got to the lecture room and I think, so I got to the lecture room around 7.50. And I noticed on the corridor that the whole corridor was full. And what supposed was my classmates. And the lecture room was locked. So they had to come and open. And when they opened it, the people of my classmates were just rushing into the lecture room. I said, hey. Everybody was just rushing and everybody was looking for a good seat. And by a good seat, I mean a seat in front of the classroom. And here was I, lackadaisically walking into the class. I just went to get a back seat, very comfortable, where I could hide my face and enjoy the lectures and i used to remember so well in first year first semester how we used to rush not to be our small part <laughs> how my mates used to rush towards lectures and how when i remember when we did our first practical work in first year and the results came people were chasing after tears chasing after explanation eh, i did this well i did that well why did i get this mark why didn't i get this hey then we then we just took our sheet and we we're looking at, oh okay well we thank god <laughs> and we moved but people were chasing after tears and i remember after the first semester and we came back we were just so eager to see our results every small time we'd be refreshing the site waiting for all oh, the results have landed we were just so eager everybody was just so eager 
But then I noticed something that one time in level 300 thereabouts. So as the years started going by, I realized that no, first if you are going for lectures, if you don't get to class at least 15 to 20 minutes before time, you won't get a seat. You have to sit somewhere very far and you have to struggle to hear. But by the time you go to level 300, I naturally found myself sitting in the middle of the classroom. And I was wondering, hey, how did I end up here? And the reason being was that almost everybody was coming to class late because everybody had just given up on their course and given up on studies. And by the time we got to final year, I remember so well a particular class. We were 20 minutes into the class, the lecture was late. And the class sat about 159 of us. Less than 20 of us were in class. So at the point, I asked my friend, ah, is it that we have got the time wrong or we are in the wrong venue? And the guy was laughing. He says, we are in final year. By the time we got to final year, first semester, more than half of the class stopped coming for lectures. More than half of the class stopped doing assignments. They didn't even care about their assignments. All they do was to occasionally show up in that particular lecturer's class, who they know is a very troublesome man, and come and write exams. So by the time we finished final year, first semester, we were like only five regular attendance to the class. And as I was just pondering about this thing, God was just ministering to me that this is how many people start life. And this is the reality of life. Everybody starts life. Everybody starts a project. Everybody starts the year with so much vigor, with so much vim. And before you know it, the people who used to fight over one max, fight over a max, they don't even check their results any longer. All they wanted to was just to Charlie write exams and go. And I remember so well when you go to final year, Charlie, it was so difficult to study. I just could not sit down and learn for one hour. It was serious. Like, like the school has just left my inside. So by the grace of God, a friend of mine suggested that we do group studies. And I always say that if it wasn't for those group studies we used to do, like by now, I'm still resetting exam papers. And because of those group studies, sometimes I just go not prepared. I just go and listen to the discussion. And as the discussion goes on, the environment will just ginger me and I'll start studying. And if you were not for those discussions, oh my God. <laughs> and I was amazed because in level 100, I used to go to library. Hey, when I think about it, I used to laugh. I could study for two hours, study for three hours. I was so eager in getting the first class, in getting a particular average. When the results come, I'm looking, who did I pass? Who passed me? But by then, it got to final year, Charlie. It was when I was graduating. <laughs> when the results come, we check days after. We don't even bother to check. All we are, we are concerned about is whether we pass or we didn't pass. And sadly, this is the reality of life. Whenever we are starting a new journey, whenever we are starting a new project, you always start with a fresh energy. You should look at the way people are enthused when they are getting married. I see that there are two things that can bring joy that I have not seen any joy in human beings. For men, is the joy when money enters your pockets. The joy a man has <laughs> when there's money in his pocket is a joy I've not seen anywhere before. And secondly, is the joy of a woman on a wedding day. Like she just cannot stop smiling. Like her mouth just perpetually opens. But you ask yourself that very soon after we start that project, the joy begins to dwindle. The energy, the vim, the vigor, the plants 
that we had for our marriage, we had for that project, we had for that initiative, seems to dwindle. And that is where word God gave to me for the year 2022. Because many of us started the year with the idea that we are going to recover from the effects of COVID. So 2021, by the end of 2021, we saw that the COVID incident started to go down and many people were full of hope that the year of 2022 will be a year of recovery, a year of achieving what Corona took from us, the year of speeding up, but long after the year, or not long after the year starts, many of us lose our joy, we lose our energy, we lose the vigor, we lose and we give up on the agendas we had. And God has sent us tonight with a word, and his word to you, and his word to me, is get up and finish the project. Get up and finish it. Get up and finish it. Many of us always start the year with so many plans with so much vision oh this year i'm going to get a job you start sending those emails you start sending those messages you start going for companies company to company but after one month two months when the reality of the year dawns on you you just go back to the default state of being defeated but god is saying get up and finish it many of us we said i'm going to start a particular business a particular project or we are going to start selling drinks i'm going to start doing this and you just do it for one week and you say one thing that makes starting a project very or easier is the way everybody will give you congratulations hey you have started it finally but after one month after two months everybody forgets about you it's like the day of your wedding it's as though the whole world is about you but less than 24 hours after your wedding you can imagine the way before your wedding, everybody is sending you messages. Hey, I heard you are getting married. Congratulations, congratulations. Then you check on your status or on your WhatsApp. And many of your friends are posting you. Some of us will do screenshots of how almost all our chats have posted our wedding flyer. And days leading to the wedding, it is all about us. Some people do systematic release of pictures. Hey, pre-wedding photos with pictures. But little do we realize that about 24, at most 72 hours after our wedding day, it will be we and our spouse versus the world. And there will be no more congratulations because the world has moved on to the next couple. There will be more, more, more. You will look good together because the world has moved on to the next good-looking couple. Very soon, your proposal video will be a thing of the past because we have all jammed on to the next proposal video. Then the reality of life hits many of us. And that's when many of us don't seem to have the energy to continue the journey of marriage. But God is saying, get up and finish it. Get up and finish it. Get up and finish it. Whatever you said that you would do this year and that you were able to only do for a month, get up and finish it. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, Paul admonishing Christians and he's saying that let us be imitators of God. And one thing about God is that he finishes everything he starts. In fact, the Bible says that he declares the end from the beginning. We serve a God who does not leave half-completed projects. You see, if we just take a stroll in Accra or in Ghana, you will notice many uncompleted buildings, many uncompleted houses, and many people stay in uncompleted houses. But our God is a Father who finishes every project and is beckoning on us that I know that the year has dragged. The year has not gone as we all expected. The economic crisis is hitting us like never before. And many of us 
us are stalling, many of us are abandoning, and many of us are diverting our project. But the Bible says that God finished creation. So right from Genesis chapter 1, the first thing we see about God is that he finished whatever he started. And he's telling us that whatever you have started in this year, finish it. Because the more it goes, the harder it becomes. And that's why we have the tendency to give up. If you see the joy in the woman's face when she knows that she has taken seed, she's full of joy. And she goes to tell the husband that you are getting a baby. Later that she knew that she's going to go through nine months of discomfort. And the thing is that some people are able to carry their baby till the eighth month. But what would happen to the woman if at the nine months, the time that she's feeling so weak, the time that she feels like she has vomited enough, she has speed enough, she has her body has disfigured, and she feels like, Charlie, I just want this baby out. What she doesn't realize is that at that moment, you need to push the most. It's at that moment you need to exert the energy the most. And that's when many of us in life, we give up. You may start the year good, and you may be cruise controlling, but many of us are in the ninth month and we feel like aborting our baby. But God is saying that don't carry the baby for eight months just to abort the baby. God is saying that don't carry that vision for the whole year just to abort it. Things are hard, but it is time for you to push the baby out. It is time for you to push your baby out. You have carried it for nine months. You have done all the planning. You have done the execution. And it seems like the customers or the clients are drying out. But God is saying you are in the nine months Push your baby out. Push your baby out. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, Paul tells us something about our father. He says, we are confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you, he shall perform it. That's what the King James says. He shall perform it until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's see how the NIV version puts um, this wonderful scripture, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, it says that being confident of this very thing. Paul is telling that when it comes to my father, there are several things I am confident about. There are several things I have peace about. There are several things I am assured about. And one of them is this, that the one who began a good work in you, he will perform it. God will accomplish every good work they are started in you because he is not a God that starts and abandons a project. He's a God that starts and finishes the project and he's telling us that whatever you have started, finish it. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it onto completion, will carry it onto completion. And we are to imitate God as children who carry things to completion. God is speaking to you. Everything that you have left this year. Almost all of us said that we will read a particular book this year. I'm sure that is one of the most common self-development visions we have for our year. Oh, this year I will read a book. Oh, this year I will finish a book. Many of us, you have started reading that book and you have abandoned it. God is saying, go and pick up that book. Clear the dust of that book and finish the book. Many of us, we said you do that writing project. You said you write that material. You write that thing down. But all too soon, you abandon it. God is saying, go and pick up that book. Pick up that laptop and finish the work. Many of us, we said that we go to the gym. And long after, or not long after, 
we abandon it. We stop going. We stop paying our subscription. We stop paying our whatever our money we pay to the gym. Or you said you go for a walk. Or you said you go for jogging. And after two weeks into the year, you abandon the jogging. But God is saying, get up and bring it on to completion. Everything that you have abandoned, every book that you have abandoned, we are in the nine months of our life. We are in the month of September. And this is God's word to us. That is the month that you need to push. It's the month that you need to accomplish. You need to carry your baby to term. In John chapter 4, verse 34, a scripture that we quote so often on this platform, Jesus said that my meat is to do the will of him who has sent me. He didn't end it over there. And he says, and is to accomplish it. It is not just about doing the will of God at the beginning of your life, but it's to make sure that you endure to the end. That is why he says in Matthew 24, verse 12, that they that endure to the end, they that carry out God's purposes to the end, they are the ones who will be saved. So the time came that Jesus wanted to give up on his mission. And I, I always get baffled by this because Jesus knew very well that it does not end with raising the woman or raising Lazarus from the dead. Jesus knew very well that it does not end with feeding 5,000 people, assigning women and children. Jesus knew very well that it didn't end with raising or with, with healing the sick. He knew that the end goal was the cross. But just like many of us, when they get so many period of our life, and we are saying, oh God, is it possible? I know I said I would do this, but God, is it possible? And you know, many of us were trying to be like Jesus and telling God, I want this cup to pass me by. But Jesus is saying, or God told, or Jesus said, but if it be your will, and God is saying, it is my will, finish that project. You know, many of us started projects that involved money. And right now, because of the fall of the city, because of the economic crisis, you want to put a pause on that project. But God is saying, I am not a God who abandons projects. I believe so strongly this is God's word to us, that he doesn't start things that he does not finish. And as long as he is with us and in us, he's saying, get up and let's finish the work together. So even though at Gethsemane, Jesus was tired, Jesus was already weary, and their lashes have not even come in. The guy was tired. And many of us have not even gotten to the peak of a battle and you're already feeling tired because of the delays, the denials, and the frustrations. You have not even started lashing, you have not even started carrying your cross and you're already tired. Jesus is, God is telling us, I know we are in get so many. I know you are in that point where you are feeling weak and you feel like this year has taken you by surprise in a negative sense. Some of us, we may be in final year and we are already exhausted because we look at our average and there's nothing more we can add to our average. We look at it and say, that, ah, when we were starting university, when we were starting that program, look at the joy you had when you went around telling people, I've gotten admission. Look at the joy you had when you ran to tell your parents, I had the school, I had the course, and you are already giving up on the mission. But God is saying that I do not carry things to the eighth month and abandon it. I carry to them and I push my baby forth. Get up and finish it. So I'd get so many Jesus. Even though he knew that the work was hard, he knew that the cup was for him. The cup of finishing that project is the will of God for your life. So Jesus teaching us something in Luke chapter 14, verse 24. Jesus tells us a very important um, scenario about finishing what you have started. So Luke chapter 14, verse. let's start from verse 28 or verse 27. Whoever does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose that one of you wants to build a tower. 
Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have money to complete it? If you lay the foundation and you are not able to finish it, everyone will see it and will ridicule you, saying, this man began to build and was unable to finish it. May none of us be ridiculed in the name of Jesus. And you know, this was what Moses used to blackmail God and blackmail him, quote. You know, whenever God was frustrated with the Israelites, and he wanted to wipe them from the surface of the earth, then Moses will remind God that, hey, God, remember your promise is not to leave us in the wilderness. Remember, your promise is to take us to the promised land. Ah! Then the Bible said that, and he repented God. Hey. Then God will say, okay, Papa Moses, I have heard you. Let's go again. Then in between the journey, the people of Israel will begin to mess up again. And God wants to just clear them. And I like God. In this time, he said, Moses, you did, let me clear them, okay? Then I will raise a generation from your family. Hey, God is there. God is bargaining with Moses. Hey. But I love Papa Moses. He said, hey, God, I caught you there. I caught you there. The goal was not to use me as the starting rock or as the starting line. The goal was to take the people out of Egypt into the promised land. And I know that you are not a God who abandons your project. Because remember, if you abandon us, everybody will ridicule you say, ah, the God who brought them out of Egypt could not deliver them. That's why he killed them in the wilderness. The way Moses invokes the nature of God, that completes things. Then God will go like, Papa Moses, you again. Let's continue. So even God wanted to give up with this Israelite because they were something else. But he remembered his nature. And he says, if I have swore to Abraham that after 400 years, I will bring your people out of captivity into the promised land, I will fulfill my word. So many of us may feel tired. Many of us may feel defeated by things that we cannot control. Because it is not your fault that it may not be your fault that you don't have a job. You have done all you can. And now you are just settling in the states where you are. You have applied inside, outside the country, everywhere. You just don't have that money to complete the projects. And because of the economic situation, your salary can no longer finance your vision. You seem to be swamped by so many things that that book you started reading, that gym you started going to, that whatever you, that plan of saving seems to go over the board. But Jesus is saying, and God is telling us, that if I could carry the Israelites from Egypt all the way in the wilderness for 40 years into the promised land, you can also carry to tell. God is speaking to us that get up and finish it. He says, if any one of you lay foundation and are unable to finish it, everyone will see it and ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish it. May this never be our testimony in the name of our Lord Jesus. May everything we have started in the year 2022, may we finish it in due time. May every project that has seemed to stall, that seems to be abandoned, may we receive grace and help to finish it in the name of Jesus. This podcast is what God is giving us. God is letting us know that help is coming. Help is coming to finish the project. The psalmist said that blessed is the man who has the God of Jacob for his help. We are blessed because we have the God of Jacob. I'm speaking to everybody listening that every project that has stalled, God is sending help. And this is his word to you and to me that I am sending help. That you will begin and you will finish it. You will not be ridiculed. You will not be laughed at. You will not hide it. 
but you finish it to the glory of God. So for the three, for this podcast or for this series, we are going to look at how to get up and finish projects. And God willing, next week we'll look at the reasons why many of us are not able to finish projects, the obstacles, the giants to finishing projects. But the first thing that God wants us to have engraved in our hearts that do not abandon that vision. Do not abandon that project. That project that you have thrown under the carpet, go and pick it up. Right after listening to this podcast, go and pick up your diary. Go and pick up wherever you wrote the vision that God gave you to run in the year 2022. He's saying that pick it up because help is coming. Help has come. Strength has come for you to finish that project. And we'll be ending with a story or the story of the Israelites. In the book of Ezra, Ezra chapter 4, we'll be looking just touch on it next week, God willing, in our next episode, we'll look into the details of it. So you know that after the people of Israel had settled in their promised land, they began to misbehave. Then God sent um, the king Nebuchadnezzar to ransack them. And that's when the story of Daniel came. And the prophecy was that they would be in slavery for 70 years after that they would return. So after the seven years, when Daniel prayed and they returned, and they were and they had returned, one of the things that they were supposed or the two things that they were supposed to do was to rebuild the walls. That was basically about the book of Nehemiah. And also to rebuild the temple. And in rebuilding the temple, it was basically Ezra, the teacher Ezra who was in charge. And we just want to look at something interesting about the project that they were doing. So Ezra chapter 4, let me use the NIV version. Ezra chapter 4. And you could take your Bible and join us as we read. I'll be reading. It's, it's quite a... Ideally, we should read the whole of chapter 4, chapter 5, and chapter 6, but I'll just read portions of the scripture for us. Now, when the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles were building the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, they came unto Zerubbabel to the heads of their family and said, let us help you build because like you, we seek your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time of El Shaddon, the king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the rest of the heads of the family of Israel answered, you have no part with us in building a temple to God. We alone will build it. The God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, commanded us. Then the people around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and to make them afraid to go on building. They bribed officials to work against them and to frustrate their plans during the entire reign of King Cyrus of Persia down to the reign of King Darius, the king of Persia. So you can see that a project had started and people who were around the Israelites were afraid of the project. So they attempted to store the project. And next week, we will look at obstacles to finishing our project. And from what I've already read, you could see that the first thing they did was they tried to join the people so that they could frustrate from the inside. But thank God for the wisdom of Zerubbabel and Joshua. They said, please don't join us. And next week, we'll look at it. Evil alliances. Then the next thing they tried to do was to discourage the people by bribing the people around them. But let's go to the verse 34 or the verse 23. Now, when they... The people tried all their schemes and next week in the next episode, we look at the schemes they tried. One of them finally worked. So look at the verse when they tried. As soon as the copy of the letter the king of Artaxerxes was read to Rehum and Shemsha, the secretary, and their associates, they went immediately to the Jews in Jerusalem and compelled them by force to stop. Thus, the work on the house of God in Jerusalem came to a standstill. Ha! 
So many of us, the frustrations of 2022 has caused our project to come to a standstill. And many of us, we feel like what is going on in the book of Ezra chapter 4, our projects have come to a standstill. And for many of us, we have abandoned the project because we just don't see the resources, the energy to continue the project. So the project stalled in the second year of the reign of Darius, the king of Persia. And next week, as I said, we'll look at what happened. But let's go to the chapter 6. I think from the verse 14. Now, because of what the schemes that the enemies of Israel had done, the work stored, but Zerubbabel and Joshua realized that no, they cannot allow the work of God to store. So they had to do something. Let's look at the verse 5 first. Now, Haggai the prophet and Zachariah the prophet, and this, and this is the Haggai in the book of Haggai we have been reading, and Zachariah, the, the Zachariah we know. Remember, it was this time that Zachariah came in what we mostly quote, or what we mostly, the scripture we are mostly familiar with, Zachariah the 4 verse 6. That's that not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, that the son of Zerubbabel that lead the father. I think let's read that scripture. It's very important for what God is telling us tonight. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. God is speaking to us for the year 2022. And I said that this is a word to all of us. It says, And he speak and answered unto them, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto me, Sam, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Sam, thou will become a plain, and thou shalt bring forth the headstone thereof, and with shout and cry, grace and grace unto it. Verse 8. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, There's hands of Zerubbabel that laid the foundations of this house. This hand shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. And I believe this is God's word to us, that the very hand that started that project, the very hand that started writing the ideas that God gave you, the very hand that started writing, that started executing the project that God gave you, whether it's a business plan, whether it's your education, whether it's your marriage, and you are already angry with your spouse, the very hand that the ring was put on, and you said, yes, I do. God said, the very hand, the same hand, this, listen, you don't, <laughs> don't console yourself with David and Solomon that, oh, David laid the resources and Solomon did the building. I don't think you are a military man. There is no blood on your hands. The reason why God did not allow David to build was because he had committed too much murder or killings. So he said, you dear, lay the resources for Solomon. So don't say that, oh, me, I'm the David of my generation. I'm to lay the resources. And then Solomon will come, please. You are, I don't think you are a murderer. You have been killing people. You are an army general. God is letting you know that that building project that you have started, you would finish it. It is not your children. That school that you have started, you will not defer that course. You will not do that research. You would finish with your classmates. You would also say, thank God I made it. God is saying that that project that you started, that business that you started, that agenda you started, that course you started, you would finish it at the appointed time. And if you're supposed to end it this year, this year you would finish it. This is God's word to us. Regardless of the storms that are blowing against your strength, you would finish it because it's not going to be by your might, it's not going to be by your strength, but it's going to be because the power of the Holy Ghost would overshadow you and wherever you need help from, you will get it. And this is what Hagar came to prophesy unto them and he said that the silver is mine, the gold is mine. God is letting you know that the resources you need they are mine and i will provide every resource that you need 
baby, you have started schooling and you have to pay your own school fees, maybe for a master's program or a certification program. And you feel like the money is not coming because your salary may not be enough to cater for the demands of the salary due to the economic situation. But God is saying, the gold is mine. The silver is mine. I am the God of resources and I will supply. You may be feeling tired and feeling discouraged because your business seems to stall. Maybe when you started, all your friends were patronizing your business or patronizing your products. But not long after, everybody seems to be okay. And it seems like you are at a standstill in your life. God is saying that, blessed are you because you have the God of Jacob for your help. He says that I am your ever-present help in times of trouble. And I prophesy to you that you would finish that project in 2022. This is God's word to you. For the hands of Zerubbabel, the hands of Sam that have laid the foundations of this project. These hands also shall finish it. And I will testify in December 2022 that indeed the Lord of hosts has said this unto me. Look at the verse 10. I love the book of the chapter already. For who has despised the day of small things? For thou shalt rejoice and thou shalt see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro from the earth. God is letting you know that I know you may start. Maybe if you are building, hey, look at the price of cement. It's already discouraging. And when you start laying your foundation or buying those materials, it looks so insignificant. Maybe you said you go to the gym to lose weight and you went for jogging for the first day and you just look at how difficult it was just to jog for 10 minutes. God is letting you know that do not despise those small beginnings. Do not despise those baby steps. Because I, the Lord of hosts, will accomplish it. So let's go back to Ezra chapter 5. So this was when Haggai, the prophet, and Zachariah, and what they said was what is found in their books, the book of Haggai and Zachariah. So they prophesied to the Jews in Judah and to Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel. That is what this podcast is all about, is to prophesy to you, is to prophesy to you. You know, prophecy does two things. Prophecy is to tell you or to predict the future. And that's what they are mostly conversant to when they tell you, oh, I see a green card coming. That's mostly what you're conversant with. But prophecy does not only predict or inform you about the future, but prophecy also brings it to pass. Prophecy creates realities into your present. So when the prophet took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones, he said, can these bones come back to life? And the prophet was being very smart. And only God, you know, what did God tell you? He said, prophesy to these bones. So what Ezekiel was doing, he was not predicting the future. He was creating and bringing it to pass. And that's what this podcast is doing. As you are listening to the word of God, it's a prophecy that is coming unto you. And I want you to listen carefully that this is God's word. Get up and finish that project. So let's go to the chapter 6, verse 14. So the elders of the Jews, and this is what God wants you to do. As you are done listening to this podcast, it is a prophecy. So what are you supposed to do? So the elders of the Jews, so right now is the listeners of this podcast. They continue to build and they prospered under the prophesies of Haggai the prophet and Zachariah the son of Edo. They finished the building of the temple according to the command of the God of Israel and the decree of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. That is why we are going to do a series on Get Up and Finish It. Because as you listen to these three episodes, there are prophecies into your life. 
And what you are supposed to do is to continue to build it because from tonight, you are picking up that project. From tonight, you are resuming that project. From this very moment you are listening to the podcast, you are going back to that project. You are going back to that initiative. You are going back to that business. You are going back to that spouse. You are going back to whatever seems to be have been abandoned by the end. And as we keep listening to the prophecies of the word of God, you are going to build, you are going to finish the temple. You are going to accomplish the will of God for your life because our meat is to do the will of God and to finish it and I prophesy into our lives that you are receiving the grace from on high to accomplish, the grace to finish, the grace to bring it to a perfect end to the glory of God the Father Almighty. Don't despise these words because they are prophecies. They are prophecies. Don't abandon that project. You may feel weary but Jesus too was tired. When Jesus saw the demands of of delivering us, he was tired and he said, Father, right from heaven, I knew this was my purpose. Right from when I was a boy walking in the streets of Galilee, I knew this was what you had called me to do. But when he faced the reality of the project, Jesus was tired. He was weary that the sweat began to turn into blood. And most of us, we are going through such exhaustion because we feel bamboozled and bullied by the year 2022. But this is God's word to us. Get up and finish that project. It's a prophecy unto you. Get up and finish. Get up and finish. Because you have the God of hosts. Because you have the monarch of the universe. Because you have the Father who gives only good and perfect gifts. Because you have the uncreated creator. You have the creator who never repeats his design as your father. And through the prophecy of my mouth, God is speaking to you that 2022 is still going to be a good year for you. That 2022, because I am a God who declares the end from the beginning, the work I have begun in you, I will bring it to a perfect end. The work of stopping that addiction, I will bring it to a perfect end. You may feel tired that, oh, I can't stop, but God is saying that I will bring it to a perfect end. Because I will begin a good work in you. I will bring it to a perfect end. That project, I will bring it to a perfect end. That course, you bring it to a perfect end. That vision, you bring it to a perfect end. That business, you bring it to a perfect end. This is God's word to you. And tonight, this is our prayer. We are prophesying the word of God that this is the mouth of the Lord that has spoken it, that is not by might, is not by power, but is by my spirit, saying the Lord, that this very hand that started that project, that this very hand that started the marriage, that this very hand that started the agenda, he will bring it to pass to continue to run with the vision. The vision he wrote down, continue to run with the vision, continue to run with the vision because though it tarries, be of good cheer for it will not tarry. Though it may feel like it has stored, remember that you have the Lord of hosts, the captain of the universe, the monarch of the universe, the lamb who is also the lion of the tribe of Judah. Remember, you cannot be disadvantaged. Get up and finish that project in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I encourage you, listen to this audio over and over again because you will need all that grace. Because listen, when you're nine months, it's not going to get any easier. But you need to push because the baby is already kicking. 
the contractions are starting the contractions are starting the spirit and god is saying that we are in that critical ninth month we are in that critical ninth month and if there are two outcomes either there is a miscarriage or there is a delivery but we are not day that drawback hebrews say that we are not day that drawback we are not drawing back we are not taking our hand back from the plow because this is a hebrew puts his hand to the plow and draws back is not worthy we are not day that drawback we are not day that abandon their project we are not there that retreat but we are going forward because the vision is the promised land not the road and i prophesy into your life that you will get into that land flowing with the milk and honey that you will lay the cornerstone in that building project you will lay the cornerstone you will not just start but you will finish it i'm so happy full of joy because i know that even though we are pushing very soon we would have our baby and everybody will come around and say ah he looks like you that baby is your baby to the glory of god see you next week as we peruse the rudiments of the thing that will try to hinder us then you look next on how we overcome ah, i'm so excited i'm so excited for 2022 i just remember when god gave us a word a word ending of last year that the unusual in the usual ah, i'm just enjoying the supernatural of god in the sea i'm enjoying the provision of god i'm enjoying the deliverance of god i'm enjoying the sustenance of god and tonight may desire come into your heart may desire come into your heart because hope different makes the heart go sick but when desire comes it's a spring of life spring forth and get up and finish it finish it brother and remember one thing we have to finish is to give God our best. We are not getting tired. We are not stopping anytime soon. We are still giving God our best. And we are only no man, nothing but love. See you next week as you come and enjoy the prophesying of God for your life. Bye-bye.